right, we're starting. Morning radio part last. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, Wes. Say hi. Hello, hello. All How right. is everybody today? We're doing good. This is Will Dick with the Art of Floundering Podcast, man. That was Love Gone Cold. Um, the people that are in that bad, Greg Singleton, uh, in that band, Greg Singleton, 
uh, uh, Clint Hardesty and Lacey Saunders. You can find Love God. They they kind of like no longer. They were just kind of formulation. Spanky with beans and meanie, weenies. Good luck. We lost Wes, but he'll be back in a second, I think. Anyway, there he is. This is the Art of Floundering Podcast, and you were listening to uh, Love Gone Cold this morning, and now we are ready for our Rocky Hump Day show. And while Wes is still getting set up, a couple promo things. Up there on the YouTube, up there on the YouTube, we have uh, a brand new Greatest Love Scenes 1 and 2 from the Art of Floundering Podcast. Up there also sitting for premiere is the latest episode of The Amazing Slacker, which includes Elvis Presley and Richard Nixon. And so, among others, among others in the show, man. But we will have that coming to you. Um, I haven't, I, the premiere I've got set for tonight, but we'll talk with Wes. We'll, we'll, we'll see. That's going to be rather fluid. I can't wait for people to see it. So, I may, I may release it earlier. Now, it is, <laughs> hey, man, we had everything set to go, man. That's, and, and I told Wes, I said, holy shit, we're not having any technical issues. I think they'll happen when I hit start. Wes, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, and I never stopped hearing you. My okay. camera didn't go out. I have no idea what happened. Hey, man, welcome, have- welcome. Why don't you, why don't you let the folks know how you're doing, man? We've got Spanky with beans and weenies, man, and and in radio parlor. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome everybody. Let me look at the calendar to figure out what effing day it is. Hey, it's Wednesday. Tom, I'm feeling pretty good for a Wednesday. I'll sure. say. Uh, you know, it's a Wednesday. I don't expect to feel great. I just, I just, as long as I'm up, as long as I feel functional, there's nothing I'm complaining about. So, uh, so I'm going to have a good day. I hope everybody else does too. Yeah, I think I've got, you know, I got a, a weedology question. I, I tell you what I've noticed. I've, I've said this before, the, the, the type of strain I smoke is the, the strongest they have, um, yep. you know, hybrid leaning. Right. But I, I, you know, I think there's something to be said for it doesn't really matter. I, I think I need to mix up strains because I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I think every once in a while it's important to throw a little bit something different at your body. Have you noticed that if you keep with the same whatever? Like I bought two ounces of this stuff, so I've been smoking it pretty consistent. I mean, it's don't it's weed. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But it could be there could be a better high I could get. You know what I mean? There, there are, I'm the same way as you, highest THC, because, you know, there's great benefits for other stuff, but right. I'm doing it to get high. Right. Uh, and and I, the stuff I have right now, it may, be, it may be partially to blame for my erratic sleep right now, because uh, uh, I've noticed uh, uh, these last couple uh, uh, bags, when I eat, my digestive system, it's almost like I want to go into a coma. Uh, and I, I and I have such such a drop on energy, and I'm just yeah, oh, I'm out for two hours. And, thank you. And then I wake up, and I'm awake the rest of the fucking night. And uh, and and it could be other weed doesn't do that to me. So do you but, think that uh, might I'm be? I'm in a beggars can't be choosers situation. Yeah, dude, that happens to me. It, it's like um, I I fucking hate the aging process, man. But it's like I know that if I eat, it's gonna be a fucking nap. You, you, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, you know, I'm in this, and I, I'm in this weird situation where I'm trying to put on 20, 30 pounds of muscle. Right. So that, you know, so I'll, what I'll quote eat, it'll be like a, you know, 1500 calorie smoothie. I'll drink that. And it's like, you said a fucking coma, dude. And it's just yep. like your body can like, I'm too old. I can only do one thing. I, I could either, you could either starve to death and stay awake 
or you can go into a coma <laughs> and stay alive, man. You got, you can't do both, you know? It's like, so you make the That's... choice. Okay, I got to stop because I got to live, and goodbye, everybody. I'll be out for the next two hours. You know what I mean? The, the body can't handle the task of digestion without blacking out. Shut down all other systems. It's yeah. time to digest And, and like food. I was saying That's... yesterday, the, the younger people out there laughing. Ha, we laugh at you. Because we're in this, man, and we've already figured it out. We've already gone through the difficult years of God, this sucks. I'm at peace with it. It's coming. You got some hell coming to you, man, of like, holy shit, this, I've got gray pubes. It'll start with that. It'll start with that probably. You'll look down one day, and you'll see like a couple gray pubes, and then you'll make the decision to fucking manscape and pretend that's not a reality <laughs> right and then so you don't see the gray oh and you're now. way too old to yeah. be manscaping yeah, once it, you've got the gray pubes dude it, yeah <laughs> and why bother why there, comes bother? A, there comes a point in time where some of these fucking like for example cologne right who the fuck wears cologne i mean i, I recall in my 20s you know in my in my disco days out there with my this was the 80s and 90s with my fucking, I mean, dude, it would like be layered on, you know what I mean? And I thought that was just the shit, dude. I didn't realize I was I never went beyond shit. the must. I never went beyond Jovan Musk. I think that was about uh, in the same era. I who's gonna who's gonna do that now, right? But uh, yeah, I I never went past the Musk. There were a lot of different opportunities, but no, I gotta stick with what I guess I say works. I don't know. I'm getting part ready. of the illusion. I'm going to tell a story from my past. I'm going to qualify this with I'm a much different guy. This was before, <laughs> you know, a lot of things. All right. So I'm rough. I'm about, I'm about 21. And, you know, at the time, you know, going out on weekends was a big fucking deal. Right. You know, and, and trying to quote hook up and, and to date myself. This is like. I'm 21 in 80 fucking something or other, 87-ish, somewhere in there, 87, 88, somewhere in there. Okay. So that's that's the time frame. So I read this book on body language, but I also read this book on pheromones. So I had this bright idea is right before I would we go into whatever fucking club we'd go into, I'd take my shirt off, go to some private area, rub the shirt all over my junk, right? And then put my shirt on, thinking that my the scent of my fucking maleness would sub unconsciously draw in, right? And I fucking did this shit, and it with not as a joke. Um, and did it work? I fuck. Who knows, man? You know, back then, you just <laughs> you, you, you know, I mean, nothing worked. You, you know, nothing worked. You know, but. It was just, I gave it a shot. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not proud of that moment, but I wonder, man, you know, I mean, but those are things you don't bother to do when you're old, right? I wouldn't bother. Would you bother to do? Well, probably nobody would ever no, bother I, to do that. But No, I, I tend to, I've given up on the days of uh, rubbing my clothing on my crotch before putting it on. Yeah. I, uh, I feel no need anymore. And, 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 you know, that would remove. No, I, I was, I was the same. And actually, since you brought that up, I have, uh, uh, since you brought up smells and pheromones and yeah. everything, that has been something that I, as time has gone on, I have noticed. I, uh, in the relationships I have been in, and I have been told this is bullshit all my life, 
from other people that I relay the story to. I know a day or two before uh, whoever it is uh, is going to start their cycle. Uh, I know they have PMS before they do because just like the food blackout, mm-hmm. my, my core of my body will feel like I've got to die. And it's like, oh, I've just got to black out. I've got to lay down. Mm-hmm. And I'll know it's hormones. And, uh, and so I, I pick up on the hormones. And then I started thinking about the animal kingdom and all that we as humans have lost because uh, when it comes to communications of that sort, because we mask our smells. We mask uh, everything natural about us that is probably putting off information about our, about our health, uh, about our, our, you know, the sexual prowess, stamina, all, the, uh, all these other cues that are used in the animal world. We mask them all with deodorant. We mask them with cologne. We mask them with, with our environment, uh, the smell and everything. How much do we fuck up our own communications just because we've decided to take that whole area and make it all fake. I, I, I wonder how, because, you know, we're animals. We're no different than any of the other animals. And we all communicate through scent as well with, with chemicals being put off. Uh, we have chemical detectors, our, our, our sense of smell. And, uh, and I, I find it interesting to see how that, I wonder how that affected human evolution. Did it, did it make things negative once we started to mask those natural odors that we have? Well, it's weird. I mean, because I'm like I said, I'm no expert, but I mean, I, I believe the the origins of perfume were like to cover up the fucking smell from you know we're you know you're talking about the fucking you know Middle Ages and shit where like water was evil kind of mentality, right? And then yep, um, yep. and so you you know that's a good point, dude. But having said that, I mean, it's like a double edged sword, right? Because of all the fucking uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to talk about hygiene, not like perfume. But, you know, thank God for hygiene, right? Because people were dying just because of, you know, little stupid things like, hey, man, you know, if Johnny doesn't wash, wash his ass once a millennium, you know, you're, there's going to be some weird fucking plague with the rats and shit that's going to kill us all out. So we kind I'm glad we, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? It's indoor plumbing and fucking soap and shit. I, but I get it, dude, because really, you know, maybe we were supposed to be like when we walk up, you know, like dogs supposed to be sniffing each other's ass and shit and kind of like, you know, sniffing and, you know, go, okay, yeah, you're ready to fucking whatever the fucking, you know, like, like me with the shirt, with the pheromones, man. See, I was ahead exactly. of my time. I knew I was an animal. I just, I knew you were, I was, I was trying to go back to my caveman days and, and, and channel that, you know, and this is actually this. This is actually topical. It is. Shit, we have fallen on something topical with, uh, was it uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, uh, his wife, uh, 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 Myla Kunis, uh, they they did the story and they talked about how they just rarely ever wash their children. Oh, God. Uh, if, if you can see dirt on your children, wash them. And, and it's something, and I've read several scientific uh, uh, papers that have been put out. I've read the synopsis of it i've read somebody else who read the actual scientific paper and then put it out but that uh washing too much actually isn't as good for our health because of the 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 biome that we are you know we're only half us uh half of our mass here and everything is is bacteria that isn't us and if you the natural oils and stuff that are put out by the body 
are a part of your of your uh your body's uh, uh, systems there. And if you wash that away every day, it's not as healthy for you. Uh, so to wash, to wash every day, I mean, unless you're just rolling in pig shit every day, to wash every day is, is, uh, is not as good for your health from what they say because of the natural oils that build up on your skin and different things. They say they, they probably only wash once a week, once every two weeks. Uh, and, and I do that with my kids, uh, unless they're visibly dirty, uh, you know, it's, it's, Hey, unless they've been playing outside and really dirty and, and my kids haven't been sick. Haven't, I, I don't think there's been a cold in this house in four or five years, uh, years. And, and, and I, I can't tell you how important that I used to travel for a living. And so I'm sick three weeks out of every fucking month because right. handshaking and everything else. And, so uh, I noticed that we don't get sick that way. Uh, so yeah, this this topic is this is right up there in the news. This, wow, this is the big thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know that you know we talk about this that flies in the face of my conventional wisdom, right? Of what I was led to believe, right? And so it's yeah, you know, but that, that you know, fucking parenting, you know, you're gonna fuck up, you know, just. You, you, I mean, I, you know, parenting, you know, it's just, it's humbling because it's no matter what you do, there's going to, you know, you're going to look back and you're going to go, oh, I did that wrong. I did this wrong. You, you, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, and so now it's like now on top of everything else, there's new research on uh, fucking, you know, how often kids should be. Wow. That's a trip, dude. That's a trip. It, and, and when it comes to parenting, I no longer go for perfect. What I go for, it's kind of like if uh, if you're if you're being chased by a bear, mm -hmm. well, you just want to knock down someone's. You hope you got someone slower than you, right. so uh, you hope so you can knock them down so they're going to be the target. I just I just hope to do better than Jessica. So uh, when the kids look back later in life and play that blame game, mm -hmm. well, Dad's a fucking saint. Dad was great. Mom. Now, as as long as I can, as long as I can fare a little bit better than mom uh, in their eyes, that's all I go for now. I know, I know, we're gonna fuck them up in some way. I hope it's not any type of major way. Give them the confidence that I can, but but all I want to do is be the one they're gonna take care of when I'm older and not blame. Right. That's, that's a. So I, I'm in competition with Jessica on that. That's how I look at it. Well, let me give you an example of how I fucked up as a parent. Right. I, you know, I'm doing all this stuff that Dr. Spock and all the bullshit, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm well read and all this kind of crap. But at the end of the day, I have my sense of humor. So in my bathroom, which was attached to my room, right, I had and I, a, a, two mugshot pictures of myself that I had gotten from the Cleveland County Jail that I had framed and they were there in the bathroom. And it was just for me. You know, it was waking up and looking at those. It was just kind of like it centered me. Right. And I also found it fucking funny. Flash forward. My daughter's now a teenager, 15. She's got friends over. Um, they need to use the restroom, all the other bathrooms. I'm not thinking they, they go in, and, you know, they're in the height of adolescence where everything they're criticizing everything. And, you know, 
my daughter's dad, you, you know, and I caught fucking hell for this shit. And, 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 and here's the thing I I'm going like, what's the big deal. But then I'm not putting myself in, in the head of a 15 year old girl with peer pressure. So th those are the kind of ways I fucked up was my, this would spill over and it wouldn't be like conventional dad, you know, because it, yeah. looked, it looked like conventional dad because you're in the fucking suburban dream. You know what I mean, Wes? And, and dad's wearing dockers and tucking in his polo. So he looks like every other dork in the fucking suburbs. Right. But then all of a sudden dad's got this really weird fucking shit, you, you, you know, sense of humor and into, you, you know what I mean? And it just kind of like, can't you play golf? Can't you fucking, you know, uh, get a riding lawnmower and talk about fucking homeowners association dudes with it, you know, that kind of thing. But it spilled over and, right. you know, I'm not proud of it, but I still have those mug shots, but I will never frame them and hang them up again for a while. Well, now, and now the mistake was, I think probably the mistake was that suburban dream living there. See, I'm, I'm on the opposite end when it comes to my, from early on, my kids have seen me. Oh, dad's either got a mohawk or he's putting his hair in pigtails. Mm -hmm. Oh, dad makes all these, uh, all these off color jokes. So, so really if, if, if dad's already, I've made myself into, into a caricature of a human, uh, right. a cartoon character, if you will, the embodiment. And, uh, so I really don't think there'd be anything to come up that could shock them. Yeah. From any of those other years. It's, uh, it's just my, fucking my peer uh, pressure. We, we forget. We forget because we're old and we don't give a fuck anymore, you know, but that that peer pressure at that age fucking sucks, man. I mean, it made me do marijuana, Wes. No, but no, seriously. I mean, that, you know, <laughs> that was that frisbee. That was that frisbee. Yeah, yeah, frisbee. But, you know, the peer pressure at that age fucking, I mean, and I caved into it, too. I mean, you know, um, it just it, anyway, man. So we talked about pheromones. Do we want to go to the news? Do we want to do this? I, uh, I'm a, uh, uh, this, this show is under your banner. I'm going to uh, let you make that. I'm not, I am not, I would not Let's do a shout out it. to everybody. Cause I, I, that always brings us down. Uh, radio parlance spanky would be, uh, with beans and, and L Lil one J I can never pronounce that. I'm, I'm horrible at these names, but good morning, peace and love. Thank you. Before we go to the news, we're going to have fun. All right. We're just going to read these things and, I'll just start with CNN. Booster shots start next month. Uh, health officials say further doses of COVID-19 vaccine will be offered this fall if approved by FDA and CDC. I got a comment of how I got wrapped up in all this, something unexpected at the end of this. Gunfire is constant. Clarissa Ward reports on Taliban-controlled streets. Analysis. The lesson, Greg Abbott has COVID by the way, the lessons of Greg Abbott yeah. should learn, uh, from having COVID, but won't. And Greg Abbott was vaccinated. So, uh, let's just go, we'll go to some, I'm going to go to BBC. Why we, we kind of know what the others are going to say. Uh, BBC live flag waving protesters defy Taliban in Afghan city chaos as Europeans scramble to fly out of Afghanistan, Afghanistan president flees to UAE. Afghanistan. What is Sharia law? Uh, BBC R. Kelly. R. Kelly sexual abuse trial underway in New York. I don't know much of the details on. I really don't want to get into the R. Kelly case, man. I, I got to feel that's unpleasantness. Um, 
Hey, there's a lot we talked about yesterday, and not to be a buzzkill, but that that thing about the governor of Texas getting COVID is kind. Of, once again, I, I, the sky's not falling, but this is this is where it this is fucking me up. I had to move out of Oklahoma because I would have died. Okay, so my house is sold, all that stuff. I didn't buy a house here. I didn't rent. I did. You, you know what I mean? I, so. My license expires at the end of this month. Holy shit, am I caught up in a morass of fucking bureaucracy because of COVID? You can't get in. It's it's crazy. So my license may fucking expire because I've been trying to get a fucking new license, you know, or I'm going to have to make up some kind of bullshit. I, I probably shouldn't record this, but talk to somebody in Oklahoma and say, let's me try to renew this. I, you know, I'm going to try to pull a fast one. There's got to be a loophole. There's got to be a reasonable person. But I decided, and this is age, I'm not going to fuck with it right now. Monday morning, I'm going to go, I, I'm just going to try to talk reasonable, right? Hey, I'm a disabled vet who was dying in Oklahoma. My family had to come rescue me and get me here to Colorado, right, in order to fucking live. Now I'm here, and my license expires at the end of the month. I'd very much like to fucking renew my license. Normally, if I wouldn't, if I would have just stayed there dying in Oklahoma, this would be very simple to do. But I decided to make the choice to try to live. And now I'm fucking caught up in bureaucracy. It's fucking, but it COVID, because you can't just walk into a fucking DMV here. I'm, I'm like an idiot thinking, oh, just go there, take the test. No, man, it's a fucking online appointment, which doesn't cover you if you come from, it's just, it's on and on, dude. And so I may be, but you need a license to buy weed. Yep. So I'll figure it out. I'm not, I'm not stressing, but I'm just throwing it out here that where, regardless of where you land on COVID, right? Mass or whatever. You know, this, this kind of thing. And God, I'm predicting fucking chaos in the fall, you know, but I hope not. But what do you, I don't want like I said, I don't want to like fucking be a poopy pants, but what is your take, dude? You're, you're, I think you're, I think you're dead on. The TSA just extended the, uh, the mask mandate for planes and buses. It was supposed to expire on September uh, 13th. Now they've extended it on into January. So uh, the TSA already knows, hey, this, the rest of the rest of this year, people are going to have to have masks on it. And that thing, uh, that thing about Abbott getting it. Now that's going to feed into the narrative of both sides because he, he is vaccinated and they'll be, oh, he's vaccinated. See, the vaccine doesn't work. Even though we were told that people can still get it with the vaccine and other things. It'll, I don't think it'll be one of those, uh, oh, oh, Greg Abbott got it. We maybe, maybe we should take this serious. This is, yeah, you know, I don't think it's going to change anyone's mind. It's, it's nothing more than a headline and the headlines will continue to get worse. I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to see how bad it gets in Florida and Louisiana right now. Because they, you know, there was so much blowback uh, against everything. Their numbers are so bad now that uh it we should start seeing some some dark ominous uh numbers of people passing in that state here uh in the next couple of weeks it's like we've been talking about though think about you know i th- i think people are tired and and i've got theories and these are just you know because we're all human 
and 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 you know wherever we see maybe some failures in some government services you know how much is that related to the people that work there just as burnt out and tired of the fucking craziness as we all are you know yes and so you're gonna have small little things you, you know i mean like for example now you know, good luck, like ordering something and getting what you order. And that's not, I'm not, it's just the way it is. People are relearning how to function out here. They got labor problems, right? Plus you got a lot of people like me that's decided during this time frame is like, fuck this world. I'm going to simplify and check out, you know, a little bit. I'm not alone. And so people are exhausted. And then like when we were reviewing the news the other day, it was nothing but death, mayhem, and destruction throughout the globe. And then, and then you, you get done reading that, and you're like, okay, man, you want to talk about farts? You, 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 you know, dude? I mean, yeah. You, you, you know? But I think people across the board on all subjects, all subjects are exhausted, burnt out, and 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 maybe just desensitized them to ever. What do, what do you think, dude? I mean, because if, well, uh, if you look at the news right now, holy shit. And it's like, what else is coming? It's, it's not like this is bad. It's like this, it's going to get, you, you, you know what I mean? My feeling is, oh, wow, there's more chaos. I, what's stability anymore? What is that? That stability, when I, stability, uh, stability comes from ignorance. Stability would, uh, the only way to have stability uh, mentally on your own is to not know what's going on everywhere. The, the headlines being horrible like that, they're fucking horrible about something every day. Every, every day there's some, I mean, we have, we have the increases and, and all of a sudden a natural disaster happens and those are going to happen more periodically. Uh, uh, the, the storms, the wildfires and all those other things. So the only, uh, the only option then for peace of mind is just to tune out is to, is to choose to be ignorant about everything. And I, I don't think that's necessarily an option, uh, it, it's nothing's getting any better. Uh, I, I've told you before, I welcome AI. Hey, let's have the singularity come, come and let us know what, what the next, what the future is. And, and I, I will be very cooperative in the zoos. If you need a zoo, if you need a specimen, uh, my family, we're entertaining, you know, give my daughters a nice spot in, uh, in the human zoo. Uh, let us, be, I've got a, I've got a great story that, that actually a comedy that deals with that, with the uh, post uh, AI taking over and the uh, the humans they keep alive and everything. I I love that idea, and it's actually a comedy uh, I'm working on. Spicoli but, and Jill, my apologies. I I I'm going to explain something that's really boring. I'm old, which means I wear glasses normally to see distance, but now that I'm older than God's dog, they overcorrect the read. But I don't need like it's I don't need correction to read. So I'm not bifocals yet. But anyway, when I have my glasses on and I try to it's just like, you know, it's old person. So a lot of time, well, the reason why my glasses are on my head is because 99 percent of my life is two feet in front of my face these days, you yep. know. And so but sorry, Jill, my apologies. It was looking it, it, I, w I was looking at there and I was going like, what is that? A, is that an L? Is that a, what the, what am I, you, you, you know what I mean? Oh, it oh, looks like a the, number one. The L1J. Anyway, man. So yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelming, man. And so 
but getting back, getting back to hilarity, you, you, you know, um, I guess, but it's hard, right, dude? I mean, it's just cause it, it's not hard. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I just, my sense is I'm not alone in, I look at the world now as an anthropologist. It's weird. It's like, it's, it's like, I'm, it's almost like I outside looking in, but where you're, you know, let's study the speed. It's really weird how I look at humanity now, as opposed to the way I used to, but it's very outside looking in. And it's like, it probably but, because of what I've been through. Cause I'm still trying to catch up on what the fuck happened since 2016 to us, but dude, it's a trip. And it's like, you, you know, and, and like I said, my sense is, I mean, think about the, I mean, when's the last time we've had any semblance of stability really? Well, uh, it would have to go back before the 24 hour news cycle. Well, uh, but I, but when you think about it, being an outsider looking in, uh, I would say since nine eleven. Since nine eleven, would, would you say we've had stability in this country? When you look at the things that's happened, not just nine eleven, no. bank, and so that's we're twenty twenty one. So that's twenty one years, right? And and a majority, okay, twenty one fucking years. So that means like a lot of people that were just growing up during this time frame are now in quote leadership positions and stuff. Good God. Can you imagine our yep. frame of reference? What the fuck yeah, is stability? It's, it's completely different because when you go go back just one century, you know, and and man has been here tens, hundreds of thousands of years. Our you know our current version of man and everything. Well, I speak for yourself, the, uh, pal. I mean, the scripture uh, says differently. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So <laughs> uh, I won't get into no, the I scripture know, discussion. Just, yeah, that sorry. I mean, I will. I will, but we may turn off yeah, I don't, a lot I don't of viewers. There. But uh, uh, if something happened, like uh, uh, the most horrific thing during during I guess during this last period and everything would have been the would have been the tsunami, quarter of a million people wiped out. Now, uh, uh, when that happened, now back a hundred years ago, you may hear about that in the news at some point in time. You may you may hear about a natural disaster that happens, but it it didn't you didn't have that emotional because you knew it was happening right then and the suffering wasn't covered every single day and you weren't you weren't uh, hearing the stories like we're hearing out of Afghanistan of of the people going through what they are. You would have had such a disconnect from all that that it would have seemed like a story, but you didn't feel invested in it. You didn't have the same, the same emotional tie in because of the instant nature and you didn't know of it as it was happening. And so I, I, I think ever since we've continued to go so that things that things that really you're, you're not a part of, you're feeling like you're a part of it because you're witnessing what's happening, but you're disconnected from it. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you're not, you we are all connected, but the experience that happens to somebody uh, on the other side of the globe, only because you can read about it and they want you reading about it because they're trying to, it, 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 you get that emotional. Once you can get someone on an emotional level, then you've got them hooked and the news all want to do that. Uh, they all want to hook you on an emotional level. So we're, we're put in a position that, that people weren't in. And uh, it's it's a total adjustment that we're still in the middle of adjusting to. It, one of the things, and I will never really do deep dives on this on this podcast, but it is a weird hobby of mine. 
that uh, I, I, I like studying uh, a lot of offshoots of, a, of, quote, American religions that kind of started in the 1800s during the Great Awakening, uh, the Second Great Awakening, the Burnt Over District in New York. I, I, it's fascinating. It's the Seven Day Adventist, Mormons, a lot of, a lot of stuff you see today. It, and it, it just fascinates me. So I apologize that I have such a geeky pastime. So I, but here's what's interesting. The Mormon church, the Latter-day church, their prophet, the guy that's in charge, that they're supposed to, that they listen to unquestionably, right? Finally comes out and he's a doctor. He's a heart surgeon, Russell Nelson. He was a heart surgeon, did a lot of uh, groundbreaking stuff before he was quote called. All right. So he tells everybody, Hey, the first presidency says mask up and get vaccinated. Uh, a significant number of the people at church said F you, you know, basically. And so it's like even like people, quote, listening to authority anymore, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But in this case, it's skewed. I mean, but it's like, you know, I'm, you know. In, in back in my day, right, this kind of thing. I mean, I'm seeing people flip. I mean, tell fucking cops, tell fucking institutions, you know, generals, poli go fuck yourself. You know, I yeah. mean, it's like it blows me away. I mean, and there's good in that because we have to put, you know, um, it's just, you know, this it's going to be a trip. I mean, but I just I'm not I mean, across the board, I just like. Wow. I mean, there's certain things, not because I'm a rule follower, just because I don't like to get my head bashed in. Right. So, you know, there, I mean, I've tried bribing cops. I will tell you that, but I've never tried fucking fighting a cop. Right. So I realize, Hey, I'm drunk and I'm probably in the middle of a blackout right now. I think my go-to move is to try to bribe him. I'll never forget this. He was taking me back and I'm like, Hey, officer, isn't there some other way we could work this out. I mean, this is a lot of paperwork for just a drunken disorderly, wouldn't you say? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been in that begging situation as a young man in the back of a squad car. Say, now they're this with this on my record, they're going to drop my insurance. I've got to have my job. I've got to have uh, the, the license for that. Is there? any other way we can deal with this situation right just open the door and, and the guy let me go when i when, the only time that i've really because every other time i just cooperate right. i'm just uh okay yeah i'm in the wrong and here you are and uh this is i i really should learn something from this you know that's that's kind of in my go-to it's just oh i'm defeated okay i i i'll learn from this experience but the one time that I did, that I did just, and I was just begging, it was, oh, is there any way, anything we can do, please? And, and he just, he just lets me out of the back of his car, sends me, he says, uh, just slow down when you're coming through here and, uh, you know, uh, uh, get home. Uh, okay, officer. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'll say I, uh, this. I appreciate your discretion. If, if spending jails on your bucket list, I'm going to pass on some advice and I'm not talking about prison. I mean, you know, I'm talking, you know, jail, County jail, but you're like, you know, I've never had that experience. And I kind of like to say I've had that. And Hey, I'm not here to judge that. I'm here to help. If, if that really is you, I can, there is no better time to get arrested than, than Halloween, dude. I mean, I got arrested on Halloween in Austin. 
and it was like, but it was it, I, in this instance, yeah, I was drunk, but I, but the, the, the cops are like, fuck it. All of you get in here. It was one of those fucking scenes. You know, we'll work it out later after all you guys spend a night in jail. You know, it was that he was just done, but dude, it was great. Cause you're fucking in a cell with like about 40 people in like Dracula and fucking front. It's just fucking trip, dude. You know, it's like you're sitting there and there's like Casper, the ghost going like, man, this is fucked up. It's just fucking great. I mean, so if, uh, you know, I'm not, that's not for everybody, but if somebody goes, you know, I'd like to spend a couple hours in jail. I get, get, do it on Halloween, man. Cause it is, uh, anyway, I just want to pass that on getting thrown in jail. The only crazy lady peace and love has joined us, man. We still have Spicoli, Jill, Radio Parless. Thank you for uh, joining our in-depth conversation on God knows what, man. But yeah, jail on Halloween. Jail on Halloween. It's not for everyone, though, like he says. Yeah, Like yeah. he says, it's not for everyone. So, you know, think about it before. I love that. I love the drunk thing. That they put you, they put everybody in there. They keep the temperature somewhere around 45 degrees yeah. in there. Find yourself a spot on the floor. And it's going to be near somebody who's going to tell you, uh, I had all that equipment. They say I'm, I'm making meth. You know, that, that wasn't. And the guy's, you know, clearly guilty as hell. And I don't know if he's trying to convince whoever's next to him of his, of, of his innocence, practicing the lines on whoever he can get to listen to him right. to let him out of there. But clearly coming down off of whatever it is that he was doing when he got busted. And you know what sucked, man? I was right there with him because, I mean, you know, I didn't do shitty. It's so fucking, everybody's got the same fucking rap in there. You know, I mean, I remember this, I mean, uh, one last story. I think I said this before. It was the day that Michael Jackson died. I don't remember much. I just remember going to a jazz festival and then waking up to use the bathroom. And then when I was using the bathroom, I was like, wow, I got a stainless steel toilet. Wait a minute. And then I was in jail. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, this is bullshit, man. And I was like, I'm going to have your job, all this fucking crap. And then they finally, they fucked with me. They, I pissed that guard off so much. He put me in a jumpsuit and I was thrown up and fucking, for fucking public intox, I was there for almost 24 hours. But uh, when, oh, they, well, when they finally fucking released me, um. And I look at the police report and I'm like, holy shit, I'm guilty as fucking hell here. Cause I know me and, and I'm reading this stuff <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, the last thing I want to do is relive this in court, but I don't want this fucking, you know, I was coming to the end of my drink and I, I I'm like, I, I just, it's a lot of all these fucking booze related offenses I have are going to be very hard to explain. Right. So I, uh, cut a deal. You can, any, a, most people know this in these small municipalities, they all want to make money. So you can go like, hey, man, I don't really want to have this on my record. And they go, no problem. All you have to do is you pay, you pay a little bit more than what the fine would be. Yep. So if it's like 200, you pay 270. And that 70, you know, is for various administrative things. But and it's kind of one of those things don't fuck up for six months. But but I will say this. If you do a security clearance, I don't care if it's expunged. It's not. I don't care if the lawyer says it's expunged. I don't care what anybody tells you. If you committed a fucking crime and went to jail, that happened. Whether or not the fucking record is expunged. So that you could say no on insurance purposes, but on a fucking security claim, own up to that shit. Because we all, yeah. we all fucked up. But I mean, just that's my do never, ever. And that's, I mean, because you'd be surprised. These stories that we're telling you is fucking 80% of the population is fucked up, you know? 
but a, a, a very small percentage will just own up. But I, I, I've run into people that have had things expunged and then thought, well, okay, it didn't happen. No, they're going to, these guys are going to find it happened. So make sure, you know, but anyway, that's, yeah, that's our talking about our, criminal I think I have an echo. Testing, testing, one, two. I, if it I just, don't hear it there. All right. it, it I, I don't away. know what to I, say, man. I, I didn't do anything. I trust, trust. I, 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 but I was worried there for a second because of all these fucking pod beam sound things. But no, we're, we're, I haven't adjusted anything on my end, but that doesn't mean shit didn't go haywire. Hey, my camera disappeared for, I, and I don't know what, and then it just came back. I uh, didn't do shit to get that to come back. So I, I have no idea. Now the, uh, 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 I've, you're, you're running since, since you've, you've been active socially, which has led to probably, you know, a couple of run-ins with the law. Have you ever had any run-ins with the law where, uh, where you were treated a little bit rough? Never. And I, and I, let me tell you something, and I don't want to get into this because it's a divisive topic. But, you know, I am who I am, a 56-year-old white guy with a PhD who was in the Marine Corps, right? You know, and all that. Yeah, Um, yeah, dude, there's privilege there. I tried to bribe a fucking cop, and he called me fucking sir and told me to watch my head the whole way into jail. Okay? Yeah. I tried to bribe a cop, and he's like, sir, would you be it? So, um, but I dated a woman, and... um, her, when her son turned 16 and she had a conversation with her son about how to behave with cops. And this was, uh, I would say 2009 ish. I was like, Holy fuck. I, I, I've never had conversations like that. My daughter was just getting close to, you know, she was eight at the time, but I was starting, I never had conversations with my daughter about this is how you, I've had other conversations with her about being a woman and other things to be, but as far as police, I've never had that. I didn't, but that conversation that, that was eye opening. And so to answer your question is, you know, in my case, probably there've been times where, you know, I might've deserved to be roughed up a little bit, not really, but you know what I'm saying? But no, I, there was no need in my head. There was no pushing. There was no, there was no bad language. There was none of that. I was treated with nothing with respect, despite the fact I was, you, you know, me. That's the I, truth. I've had the one, and this was back when I was, well, actually I had two, but they they weren't actually cops. They, I got roughed up at Circus Circus by security uh, when I was 17, pretty good. Uh, I thought they were going to kill me, but that could have been the, the Stroh's beer I'd been drinking. But I was in the Navy mm. and uh, stationed in, uh, stationed in North Chicago. And I lived in Zion. Uh, uh, Zion is north of North Chicago. It's right on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois. Mm-hmm. And the the cross, the cross is on the the cars. It has the most churches per capita of any any place yeah, in Illinois. Tell, there's an interesting they history. Allow, yeah. They don't allow alcohol mm-hmm. uh, uh, sales to happen there. And I had been working on my car which uh, the, the column on the car had been cut because the, the keys would come out. I'd cut the column because I didn't have my keys and I was, I was an hour away from home and had a toolbox, cut the car. So I started it with a sock. Mm. My car, it was a station wagon, 79 Caprice classes station wagon. We go to pick up some pizza at Little Caesars, me and a friend who'd been working on the car. There's a, uh, a can rolling underneath his seat. 
keeps coming out from underneath. He uh, rolls down the window and he tosses this thing out. And I'm, I'm not big on littering, but I, there was no time to have that discussion because apparently there was a squad car there in the parking lot and they, uh, and the lights come on instantly. And it's the, it's the local sheriff. Uh, he, he gets us there at night. He sees that the column on the car is cut. He's got gun drawn to get us out of the, uh, out of the car. I'm down on the ground. I'm kicked a number of times. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now my friend who's with me, Jim, he's, uh, uh, another sailor, he's six foot four, probably somewhere around two, two ten, two twenty, uh, and he's got uh, skull uh, skull rings with spikes on them. Uh, we would go out uh, slam dancing and different stuff. This was during a, a punk phase and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we go to the uh, they take us down to the jail, and he proceeds. I watch him as three cops are just banging him around uh, into every wall, uh, everywhere. He's getting claustrophobic. They won't take the cuffs off until they can get the rings off of him. Uh, so I didn't get, I didn't get, you know, knocked around as bad as I watched him get knocked around because they saw him as a threat. He was bigger than everybody there. And uh, uh, in the end, we were, we were beaten and a little bit bloody and we both had $25 littering tickets. Wow. And uh, that was, so I got, I got beat for a littering charge. That was, uh, that was my fun. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, um, growing up in Jersey, uh, you know, the community policing, my, it was a cool thing, you know, and it was, I think, I mean, you know, they would help with sports and all kinds of things. So you, as a kid, you looked at them differently, but I also think the police that were involved with community police, you have a tendency to look at, who you're serving differently. You start looking at them as people and stuff like that. I, yep. I would, I, you know, I bet you, I, I don't, you know, I have some friends that work in law enforcement, but I don't know anything about it, but I would imagine there's a lot of people in law enforcement that it's probably a resource and money thing like everything is, but would love, cause I think that would be invaluable to get back to, you know, the community where you, you actually, you know, the, the police are living in the same neighborhoods. They know the, you know, this kind of thing. And, and maybe there's things you can do to encourage them. Like, you know, this is low interest help, but I just thought that was a really cool, I mean, they had the police athletic league and shit like that. We've got away from all that. And I get that. And, um, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what it solved and what it didn't solve. I just know that just, you know, once I hit teenage, I had a different opinion of police, but there was a period of time when it was very, very positive as a kid, you, you know, and you weren't yep. afraid of them, but that was because they put the effort into, you, you know, do that level of thing. So you didn't see them as ad, but things are different and, and I get it, but you know, back in my day kind of thing, but I, I, I haven't been paying attention, but hopefully that would be interesting if we can, I would support that. You know, I, I, I would, you know, these, these police athletic leagues and stuff like that, uh, dude, I think that would be great, you know, but it, it was a, you know, different era, but you know, it's like what you're saying, getting thumped for a littering ticket that blows me away. But yeah, I'm not saying that doesn't <laughs> happen, but I was just trying to point to the whole thing of privilege, you know, cause it, it really, yeah. you know, I just kind of like, you know, kind of like, uh, it, whatever, whatever term you want to use, I was treated differently, you, you, you know, and I was that that became more and more clear as like that the girl I was dating when I saw her have that conversation with her son or when I became aware of some of these other things like holy shit I mean you know this happened because this was the suspected crime and I tried to bribe a cop and I was asked to watch my head sir 
Yeah, it's different. different. That's, you, you know. that's a different. And 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 like you said, that that when they live in the community, uh, that just uh, uh, that's going to make a difference. It made me think of a situation down in Collier County, Florida, Naples, Fort Myers area. Uh, Collier County, the price of living uh, had gone up so much in Collier County, mm -hmm. they had to put in public housing uh, in a northern area, inland area of the county, just uh, for the police force and for the fire departments, because nobody who worked as a, as a police officer, a peace officer in Collier County could afford to yeah. live in Collier County. They couldn't afford to live uh, to, uh, the workforce. People that worked in Collier County at all the shops, the boutiques, the restaurants, everybody had to had to live up in Fort Myers where it was more affordable because it was just they had priced themselves out of out of anything else. And and if somebody doesn't live in the community, if they don't have that connection to it, how does that affect their uh, the way they respond to stuff? If they feel like I couldn't even live here, fuck these people. I I wonder because every they're they're just people. They're yeah. just they're just people as as flawed as everybody else, but that's just what that made me think of. Uh, no, it's an interesting is how they they couldn't live there. Well, I was re like I was reading our uh, this was several years ago. I they may have changed things may have changed, but it was about Aspen, and it was about you know the 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 service economy, the 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 employees that you need. They couldn't fucking afford Aspen, you you know. Right. I mean, and and so it's just. It's interesting, you know, because yeah, I mean, there, there's, I mean, cost of living is high. I think everybody could say it's gotten higher recently, but there's some parts of the country, dude, where it's fucking insane. You know, New York City, you have San Francisco's. Yep. I mean, where it's just un, you know, unfathomable. You know, it's like Washington D.C. Believe it or not, is fucking insane. You know, that's why yeah. I never, you know, I had opportunities and was always like, why do I fucking want to go to D.C. And spend eight times the amount to live in a fucking closet, and just just to say that there was no reward, and so you, you know, there's a lot of that too, you know. Well, um, but yeah, that that's interesting with the police. We're at the one hour, so we're going to take a break and get tea and weed for the second hour. Music. Let's replay that "Love Gone Cold" song. I kind of like that. This is "Love Gone Cold." It's a local band from Norman, Oklahoma. Greg Singleton. Uh, Clint Hardesty and Lacey Saunders. Now, I played Clint and Lacey separately, but this is them combined. And it's a pretty cool song. I dig it. The name of the song is Find Myself Alone. As soon as it's done, Wes and I will be right back. But enjoy Love Gone Cold, man. Oh, be right back.
Right, all right, all right. That was Love Gone Cold. Radio Parless, thank you. I apologize about the echo. I think I solved it towards the tail end. Um, my apologies. I will get better at that. So we're back. Wes is still on his break, man. But while we're back, I'll do a little shameless promoting. Um, like I said, I've got two new uh, puppet videos up on the Art of Flounder and Podcast uh, YouTube channel. They're the greatest love scenes, one and two. They're I find them entertaining depending on your sense of humor, but also there's the uh, amazing slacker uh, part seven that's set the premiere tonight. I'm probably going to adjust that time earlier, but right now it's set the premiere at eight um, set, uh, uh, mountain, which is 10 Eastern. So I'm probably going to adjust that back, but I was, I was holding it because I wanted to see if Wes wanted to show it tonight. So anyway, here we are, man, I'm waiting for Wes to get back. But last night we talked about something. We talked about the concept of uh, when you when you mentally prepare yourself for a situation that doesn't pan out, but in this case, it pans out better. And uh, the title of the podcast is "I Came Here to Die," so it's kind of like one one of those concepts in life when you resigned yourself to something, right? And you've taken a long time and go, "Okay, this is going to happen." You know, it's it's not it's not what I wanted. It's unpleasant. But I'm at peace with it, man. So you make that decision. And then all of a sudden, in a good way, that doesn't, the bad's not happening in a reverse. So what happens? It's an interesting dynamic, man. So it's kind of, 
you know, we often talk about, hey, when things don't go as well as we plan, but what about the dynamic when they go better? When you were expecting the absolute worst, I was expecting the absolute worst. I didn't come to Colorado to thrive. I I, I came to Colorado because I was fading. And I just we we just kind of accepted that, right? But airs west. But anyway, it's an interesting topic. It's a bummer, but it's going to be a topic of something I'm working on on the serious side of things, and more to come. But now that Wes is back, Wes, guess what I found last night? What the script to Taxi Driver. The Martin Scorsese film with Robert De Niro. I found the 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 screenplay. It's part of a university archives, and uh, we were talking that I'm going to try to recreate that with the puppets. Man, I'm not going to stay true to the script, but there's going to be some lines. It's 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 going to be, that. Op- I don't know if anybody's watched Taxi Driver, but there's some classic scenes in there. I can't wait to recreate. So anyway, I was able to find that. So that was you, my biggest. You talk. You talking to me? Uh huh. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Are you talking to me? Yes. Isn't that one of the lines? Oh, dude, I just had my, I just had mic issues. I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, was, I thought there was one of the lines and all of a sudden it was, oh shit, are we doing a who's on first here? Is that yeah, what's happening? Yeah. You talking to me? Well, I'm still standing here. I'm still standing. I can't wait. Spanky's going to be great. Yeah. Spanky's gonna be great in that. That he's got the look that's gonna go perfect. I, I he's love almost that. Got a mohawk I love that. You movie. take the hat off, like you know that that scene where De Niro's at the fucking political rally and all the and he's wearing that field jacket. And you can see the gun sticking out of his fucking pocket. And he walks up. Hey, are yeah. you a Secret Service guy? Yeah, that that fucking the guy's <laughs> like, hey, let me write your name down. We can get in touch with you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun, dude. All right, so. We're into the second hour, man. You want to shamelessly promote what you got going on this week? Oh, shamelessly promote. The only thing I'm going to promote is our Saturday night. The uh, the only thing uh, the only thing I'm concentrating on. I I'm letting everything else slide this week because I want to get that horror film done, and I've got plumbing to do. But Saturday night uh, on on uh, the Art of Floundering uh, podcast on Stream Surf with Wes and Jess, and on we enjoy every day the cartoon series, Weed Cartoon. Uh, 11 o'clock Eastern time, we're going to have our movie night. Uh, I know you've got a horror film planned. I've got, a, I've got, I've got two horror shorts uh, that I'm putting together for it. And, and uh, hopefully, if there's anybody out there that's got some, that's got some short film, that's got some scary thing, uh, whatever you'd like, uh, get it to us and we'll include it in the show. We'd, we'd love to... We love to interact. The shows are best when we've got a good crowd and we've got people talking and we can have some fun with them. So uh, anybody that's anybody that's stuck at home on a Saturday night uh, and and to be honest, is it really stuck or are you making the better choice? Uh, you know, when you think about it. But uh, if you're home on a Saturday night, 11 o'clock Eastern time, join us. Uh, we're going to get high and we're going to have a good time. Yes, we are. I also put the link for the script. Crazy lady asked if she can get a copy. I put the link for the script, and for those of you that aren't around, if you Google it, but it's uh, it's public. Dot, it's Arizona State University, man. Um, I, I think I don't know the history of the, the screenwriter Schrader, but maybe he went there and donated. But anyway, it's part of their archives. But here's something interesting. The opening scene. I don't know if anybody's seen Taxi Driver. But most people don't even know what we're talking about with Spanky Puppets, so this could be a show killer. But I'm going to do a couple lines here, all right? It's like, it's, if you remember, um, 
I get it. I'll go anywhere, anytime. Even the Bronx, I'll go anywhere, anytime. Okay, so it, this is going to be cool. It's like no trouble with the Hack Bureau. Gee golly, no, sir. Got your license? Yeah, yeah. So, so why do you want to be a taxi driver? Gee golly, I can't sleep at night. Gee whiz. And I just thought, you know, there's porno theaters for that. I know. Gee whiz, I've tried that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Hey, you go to Bronx, Spanky? Gee golly, I'll go anywhere, anytime. Gee whiz, these streets are filthy, Senator. Golly gee, look at the mock. <laughs> hey there, Spanky. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that is going to be perfect. Yeah, that yeah. is going to be, be so absolutely perfect. Yeah. So anyway, Spanky, that's going to be, that's not Saturday. That's just a, that's a project. Cause I'm going to court, I'm going to make that into a musical um, with music numbers too. That's the other thing I'd like to, I don't know if I'll have time or there, but it would be so great to incorporate a music number in the horror movie that I've submit. I'm shooting for that. I think that would be fun. Like right in the middle of it, the breakout and song and dance, you know, uh, think- you're, you're going to raise the bar too high for me. I'm like, I'll be, I'm going to get mine done. But if now you're going to be throwing music in there, no, dude, you know, I'm, com- you know, I'm just trying to keep up with you, right? No, it's only you know Wednesday. It's, it's Wednesday. Is, oh, I'm, I'm just, this I've is just gotta, what's in my head. You know, you know what I mean? What's it? I, I can't, that's a lot of work. We'll see. We'll see what kind of it, time it is. A lot of work. Uh, this film that I'm doing, I was I was going through tutorials on different shine effects and different things because uh, I want to make sure the glow of the eyes of the girls looks good. Right. But the uh, uh, no, it's it's a different animal because like, I do I do cartoons and and all that stuff. But I I have I have done a lot of VFX work, and I want this will give me a chance to. I may throw some fireballs in. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the girls are going to kill me. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't, haven't worked out all those details cause there's options there, but, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's gonna, the kids are looking forward to it. They love being a part of the different things and mm-hmm. we'll add it to their, their, uh, you know, their resume as to uh, here's here's my professional acting here's what i've done we'll, well put that onto the list for it's it. a challenge because i'm going okay how do you combine and this is for our audience too it's a creative challenge how do you combine weed puppets right weed puppets inappropriate humor and horror so that's the challenge of, mer- of fusing all those wonderful elements um but it, it, you it's can't take fun. the comedy out can you yeah, you, 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 uh, uh, as no. at least uh, with what I'm thinking, I can't. Uh, no, it's gonna be you. Comedy. You uh, with the puppets. There's yeah. no way you'd be able to take away the comedic side of it. So you're wanting horror elements in a comedy, really? Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. which I I like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be fun. It will be fun, man. It will be fun. So we got that coming up Saturday. Also up on the YouTube site are uh, for Art of Floundering or two brand new uh, greatest love scenes highly encouraged. I mean, I'm really, really, really happy with, um, in fact, I'm going to play it for you. They'll be able to hear it guys. I apologize. I re Wes, I just, gosh, darn it. You have to see this. Okay. So bear with me guys. I am going to play and it's just one scene. Um, and this is a scene with, it's going to be, uh, Biff Martin, and Marcy, you guys on Podbean will be able to hear it, but this is up on a YouTube site. But Wes, I want you to, I'm just going to play this. It's roughly a, maybe a, maybe 45 seconds. Remind me to, to avoid echo. I got to do this with the mic. Okay, Wes. I, okay, here we go. I got, all right, all right. Okay, here we go. 
welcome to the Art of Floundering Podcast, Greatest Love Scenes, Volume 2. First up, CEO FaceTime, starring Marcy Head and Biff Martin, from The Amazing Slacker, Part 7. Mr. Martin, I'm moist. <laughs> That's right, Marcy. You're riding the pole of the CEO. There's a billionaire thrusting inside me. I bet old Tim Head or Dirk Diggler never gave it to you like this. It's so big, Mr. Martin. It's so big. There's more where that came from, baby. I'm exploding multiple times. Hold on there tight, Marcy. I'm getting ready to launch that billionaire load. The Penetron way. Okay. So anyway, sorry about that, Foray. We'll get back to Yeah, I got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> So that is uh, <laughs> everybody fucking left the starters actually started playing that. But anyway, that's uh, that, that, people will come back. We got the next hour. But yeah, that was. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what was the opening line? I'm so moist. That's <laughs> and this and so this is in the amazing slacker. Yeah, the, uh, Marcy's her name. This is the one that 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 left him for Dirk. And now we're seeing where she had gotten it on with Biff Martin. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she's a whore. <laughs> she's She's an opportunist, man. And, and, and um, <laughs> like I said, you know, we're going to let, we're going to blow the seat off the Elvis and Nixon story. Cause that's part, that's part of the amazing slacker. I just, we were doing so much with Elvis. I'm like, well, fuck it. I've got all this shit built. Let me just, and you know, I just decided, it, it, look, it's, I, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to follow. It's one of those plots that you're really high. You know what I mean? You go like, oh, yeah. So there's a couple times I had to have Spanky step in to kind of like, just in case people are like, what the fuck am I watching? Kind of, well, this is where we're at right now, kind of thing. You, you, you know, because I was just, <laughs> I was too high to maintain coherency. Yeah. Okay. So there's a love scene in this. Mm -hmm. I'm noticing a trend. I'm noticing a trend with, uh, with your work. Uh, are you making sure to include include uh, uh, a love scene in every episode now? Yeah. Uh, do you have a deal coming up with Showtime to where they're going to pick up your program and they want to put it on uh, as their their cartoon version of Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> is this are you moving in an area here that that is going to be? permeating your work <laughs> I, when i go through i've got like uh when i would when i do these live shows um uh, live puppet shows i went there's one where i was just i have like every puppet in a mass orgy i mean just i had multiple cameras set up and it i forgot the premise it's like somebody accidentally pumped weed through the fucking whatever right and it was like mass orgy everywhere it turns like this is what marijuana will do kids you know, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I've noticed like, this, and it's good. It's good. It adds that you already had, you already had good story. You already had compelling characters. Mm -hmm. And now 
now you've turned it up a notch. Let's make it, let's, let's raise the rating here to an R. Yeah. Let's go beyond. Let's go beyond the R. Let's get a hard R in there. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, it's. I. It's just kind of. You know. I would. If the storyline lends itself to a love scene, yeah, that not all of them will have it, but I, I can. I pretty much. It's a horror movie. The horror genre always has young. You know, people going it's off the main always. and stuff like that. So, I can't imagine. Honestly, this one coming up, I can't imagine not having at least two love scenes in it because of just the, you know, but, you know, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I want to work. This is how fucked up I am because, you know, for anybody, the, the, there's the limitations on the puppeture due to my body. So there's certain fucking angles and stuff that I'd love to be able to get, but I'm going to, I'm working on something and this, uh, in, a, like I said, in a weird way, just follow me. The puppet shows are they're kind of the result of things that I'm trying to do in the background for people with disabilities. Right. And yep. so there's things I'm designing and things because it's, believe it or not, you know, if you got a spinal injury, doing a puppet show is kind of fucking hard holding them and shit, but there's things I've, I've designed. And the next thing I wanted to design <laughs> is something for camera angles, because, you know, I've been told that in porno movies they have close-ups and stuff. So I want to have close-ups like, you know, from their butts and, you know, underneath and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on something really intricate. And what I should do is for anybody that works in this, do it on green. I don't want to, but I, I like doing it on black. Right. But I probably should do this on green screen now and just have it that way. And that way it can be on black or anywhere else I want to be. So, if I, so I may uh, do some, Cause I want to get, I really want to have a tripped out scene. Uh, and so more to come guys, I, I I'm expecting, I don't know. I don't want to give it away, but as we talk, things come into my head, but enough about the puppet show, man. Cause I don't think anybody's resonating with that creative process, but if it turns you off, Actually, they, they may have, I believe that, uh, you may have inadvertently given the people the impression that it was playing on YouTube. Uh, as opposed to that it was just up on YouTube. I think that's probably, uh, everybody probably went to go watch. Uh, you never uh, know. For those of you on Podbean, you can hear, but it's playing up on YouTube. Like the weed pusher the man said, up there. like Maury, who couldn't get a fair shot at Penetron because he looked odd. Mom, do I look, I'm a little odd looking, wouldn't you say? Jeez, Maury, you're my little pumpkin doodle. You'll be fine. And if those rat bastards wouldn't fucking hire him, man, because he looked goofy, right? Poor Maury. But then he decided he's a weed entrepreneur because he's like, besides, mom, it's who I am. <laughs> 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 you created me, Penetron. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the evil that comes out of it. Well, it, it, it's, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of this is uh, autobiographical. So I, I, while I don't, you know, there, there's a couple people I would love to stumble on this. I, I, because they would get, yeah, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so let's, uh, knowing, knowing the story a bit, giving yeah, them yeah, that yeah. inside track. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we had, uh, we had an artist on this weekend and we hope to have, I hope to find someone else on. I tell you who I want to get on again the lady that does the channeling of the Akasic records. That that's to remind everybody, apparently what the, I, I, let me, let me give you a real definition and then I will give you how I make it work in my head because it, 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 it's, I'm getting ready to read mumbo jumbo. 
uh, somebody, I mean, there could be something to a lot of this. I, I, you never say no. You, things I don't know about, you never know, right? But it, it's like this. All right. Akasic Records. The Akasic Records are, oh, God, I, this is, I'll explain it in plain English. The Akasic Records are a compendium of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent that it ever occurred in the past present or future in terms of all entities and all forms of life, not just human. They are believed to be encoded in a non-physical plane of existence known as the mental plane. There are anecdotal accounts, but there is no scientific evidence of the existence of the Akasic records. So basically the way I look at this is like it's, a database of past, present, and future lives. Every everything in the this is the belief. Everything that's out there, because we can't fathom things that existing on multiple multiple fucking times existing within the same reality. We can't fathom that, but they can with the Akasic records. And certain people have the ability to tap into that database of all that thought and kind of impart wisdom to us, right? And so I had I I had somebody that claims to do that. It, it's always fun because. Uh, she was, she was, interestingly, she was different. She was really nice, but when she would go into this trance, it was like, it was interesting. I'd love to have that again. You know what I mean, Wes? Uh, uh, is this uh, Edgar Casey? Is that where this, uh, uh, where the, where the names? There was a, there was a person who's who actually was used by, uh, used by presidents. He had, uh, he had uh, said to have seen, uh, seen the the Atlantis and said when it would be coming, there'd be uh, and you had the Bimini road that they, that they came across and different things. He was someone who said, there's a, there's a chamber under the left paw of the Sphinx. And at this point they have using ground penetrating radar, they see there is a chamber and he apparently would go into, go into a, uh, into a trance, and be able to, uh, he, he hired someone to be the one to take the questions because he couldn't remember afterwards the questions he was asked. It was uh, in Kentucky, uh, uh, Casey, I believe it was Edgar Casey, but uh, uh, he, was, he was the one that, and I'm wondering with the, uh, if this is based off of him. This was, this was 19, 1920s, 30s, something like that. Maybe, well, if maybe you could- 40s, talking about, it's uh, like every, international things, wars and stuff like right? that, that we're going to be happening. Yeah. It's like, every, I mean, you know, I, I'll mispronounce it. Deepak Chopra. I, he, he's into this. There's a lot of people that, you know, it's, it's a different way of looking at things. Who knows? I mean, you know, it's look, let's just pretend, let's just pretend there are no rules, right? We don't know what happens, but I mean, that it's, it's interesting that it's all this. I mean, I can get with it when I'm really high. Yeah, man, we're all one of, you know, all that hippy dippy shit. Yeah, man, we're all connected with the energy, dude. Yeah, it's all cool. But, you know, she believed it. All right. And so that's why I like having her on because she's nice. She's respectful. She, she, she realizes that most people think she's insane. Right. Yeah. And so she, whether or not it's real or not, but she's not doing a con. Right. She's, yeah. and, and so that's, that's interesting to me. And she was very interesting And in this. And it's just, there's so much other things going on, whether or not it's true. It's nice to have her go to the records and have, have her say what they're saying. And I, I, I'll paraphrase. A lot of it was like, 
you know, you will figure it out eventually. We know this is hard time. Fuck, dude. Thank you, Akasic Records. Thanks, fucking, you know, <laughs> I, I, I channel you. Yes, this is hard times. Things will get better. Fuck, I can go to a Dixie Cup and read that, dude. I, fucking, <laughs> you know, give me the fucking, you know, who's going to win the fucking World Series so I can lay a bet on? You know, come on, Akasic Records. Let's make this thing work, you know. But I don't know. It it, it would be interesting. My, my point being is I got to start hitting – you know, this podcast is so all over the place because when I, when I reach out to people, they, you know, they'll, they'll look at the puppet shows and they'll just go, I don't know, you know, but they, it is two different things here. I mean, there is the puppet shows. Yes. And that's not going to go away, but there's the other thing, but I want to, I want to start getting, so hopefully by next week, we'll have a couple people in here to talk, but Kasich records. What about you, Wes? Who would you like to see come in and share with us? Uh, well, well uh, any, anybody that's got the balls to do it. Anybody that feels, you know, it's not anybody with nothing to lose, number one, because, uh, you know, we, we don't want we don't want to harm anybody's career. We don't want to harm anybody's chances of making it. So make sure you've got nothing to lose uh, and uh, you want to have fun. Those are two important things. I'm all up for having uh, uh, people like this. Yeah. The uh, uh, bubble bitch as she goes by that on TikTok. She also does tarot card reading. Uh, so there's there's uh, other areas we we yeah. may want to ask her to come on here as well. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because I I have a brother that uh, my brother goes uh, buys into uh, and, and and that sounded so bad buys into he does uh, vacillate between different different theories of this sort of, you know, there are the connected consciousness and other things. And I can't, I can't discount any of that of the connected con. We haven't figured out whether string theory uh, is true or other things. We're still learning about it. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, there was an experiment done. That's uh, that was an ongoing experiment where around the world, there are these, uh, there are these devices to basically do a, do a, a fake uh, coin toss. Uh, and it's uh, a random number generators, randoms, but it's to heads or tails based on the decay of an atom is, is what the, the most random thing that they have. And, and uh, this experiment was ongoing during 9-11. Uh, this experiment was happening. They, they monitor these things. And it was, I believe, 12 hours before uh, the towers hit, everything started to go heads. Uh, where normally it's, you know, it's a 50, 50, uh, heads, tails to show probabilities all of a sudden before nine 11 hit the, uh, it was as though the laws of probability, everything started to line up and they, it remained that way. It peaked about the time when the plane hits that, uh, I learned of this in a movie that Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson was in, uh, called so so what the shit do we know or what the blank do we know? Uh, there was a, a documentary that talked about physics and, and who knows what's possible when you consider, when you consider uh, uh, infinite uh, numbers, I'd seen that the, there was a, the calculation of pi was brought out to, I can't remember how many trillion digits they did that, but it's in the number pi after the decimal, every single bitmap that you can think of exist. Uh, uh, me and uh, uh, me and uh, Scarlett Johansson in any compromising position you can think of. There's a photo, a, a JPEG of it in Pi. 
there's a photo of everything you can think of because it's an infinite, uh, it never ends in every possible sequence of numbers and all an image is, is a sequence of numbers. So any image you can think of, any, any crazy image, that JPEG exists in Pi. The, the JPEG exists somewhere in Pi there because of, of just the, the, the fact that it's infinite and random. Uh, and so who's to know? We're, we're at our, we have knowledge, but we're still at our infancy when it comes to knowledge uh, on, on what matter is. And every, every thought we have is electric. Every thought we have is a wave. Every, everything going on is, uh, is imparted in that way in a physical sense. So it makes sense that it's connected to what appears to be a everything is connected to everything physical world when you look at string theory and some of the other things man i would so anything's possible i right? would love to get uh i won't geek out too much but i got this theory when you watch the ufo videos all right and you see how quickly these things drop and all these things and you know and you know, my sense of, you know, what I learned in physics and stuff like that doesn't translate to what I saw. Right. I, I just don't, yep. everything I was taught, I can't, I couldn't, and I'm not a fucking, I'm not like Neil, you know, grass, but I can't, and most of the people can't, but then you hear these rumors about material. And I just got this geek theory. I just, I want to speak to somebody that really knows this and it probably put people to sleep. But I, I think that, perhaps the composition of the material is being changed. And when that changes, that has a gravity defying because all of a sudden, and that's why this, now how that's being, I'm giving you high levels without the details, right? I'm like, let's land on Jupiter. Okay. How do you do that? I don't know. I'm just telling you to do it. But I think there's, but I'd love to talk about that, but let me, let me tell you a real quick story. AA story. Sorry guys. AA story. I'm, I'm relatively new. I'm starting to realize AA is kind of fucking weird, right? And, um, but I'm not drinking, so it's, I'm about six months into it. And I'm like, this is kind of fucking weird. But I have a real good friend that, I, that he's like, man, can I go? I really got to stop drinking. And so it was like the feeling of, man, he's going to, you know, when weird things were showing up, I was like, fuck, man. I wish these guys wouldn't be so weird because I'd like my friend to stop drinking. And the weirder you guys are, the more he's going to decide not to come here. Right. So it was a speaker meeting. <laughs> you love this. And the girls out there. Yeah, man. You know, doing the whole rap. And I was struggling with this disease, man. I was powerless. Da, 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 da. And she looked sort of reasonable, rational. And, you know, it, then it gets to the higher power. And I, I, that's when it's like, okay, yeah. And this really, this program's really helped me with my spirituality. And, because my psychic abilities are now even greater than I ever would imagine. You see, everybody, I'm an online psychic, and that's and I've had discussions, and that's a very important part of my spirituality. And she gets it, uh, dude, lost them, lost them, you know. And yep. it was, but it was just like you could make, but you know, it's helped me with. I'm an online psychic, and I'm like, so this guy was a fucking, he was a. He's a bankruptcy attorney. He was a fucking, I mean, he's in AA now. He actually, they fucking took his brain. But um, it, he, he was just like, fuck it. I can't do this. And I, I couldn't blame him. But I was like, fuck, man. I mean, you know, because he, he, I needed this meeting not to be fucking strange. The one, can some, don't be fucking strange. And it was every fucking strange AA thing happened. You know, to include <laughs> the fucking speaker with the, you know. And this guy was like, I'll, 
I'm just going to fucking mainline fucking booze until I die. I mean, I, this alternative sucks. But, but, but then, you know, now he lectures me. I get fucking lectures about my fucking spiritual. That's just what I fucking hate about AA. It's like leaving a fucking church, man. You ever once while I go like, hey, don't you think you need to humble yourself? Well, fuck off, dude. You, you know, I mean, I'm not going to live my life. I mean, I am humble, but I'm not going to live my life that I am useless without this fucking program. You know, broken, yeah, broken, worthless. If you'll never, yeah, until you turn it over to that higher power. Oh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a higher power. I will say this: when I stopped going, you know, it wasn't. I'm for me because I really do have a drinking problem. It is legit. I mean, what? I I don't think it's a disease. I just think it's part of getting fucking older. I think there's only so much alcohol your body can fucking process. Any human being. Before it, but next time it sees it, it biology, it just does things differently. Because like you dumbass, you keep pouring this poison in. I'm shutting everything down. You you know, yeah. Um, and that's what that's. I mean, it just I fucking black out all the time. So it, it was a legit problem. But I made sure that I was okay. You know, to handle it on my, you you know what I mean. That I could stay so because I you know, everybody's different. But that, you know, I didn't mean to go off on an AA thing, but, you know, everybody's different. But I made sure before I, you know, made that decision that I could handle it on my own, man. But it there is, for anybody wanting material to just, AA meetings are the richest material of comedy, of weird, of fucking weird, man. Because, it, you know, it's... It, it, this it's all walks of life so you see weirdness in all strata and it's great that part of it's great it just it's just what? the you must it's that fucking fundamentalist fucking thinking like a, it's a fundamentalist church like hey i saw that you posted something on facebook don't you think that's a slippery slope you know it's like fuck off you, you know i'm i'm pretty sure i mean since we're on that topic i'm pretty sure i broke away from those people using the art of floundering podcast uh, when I first started, when I came across your thing, mm -hmm. I was running a live stream for a local, uh, 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 a local recovery center oh, dude. and just, and see, I running it for them. I got to see, uh, I got to see the owner talk about the business, talk about the excitement and this, the owner of this thing. He was the, uh, and uh, I hope someone that knows him is listening. I shared this on my page, I'm pretty sure. I hope, because uh, they're not on my page anymore. They can't be associated with a guy like me. Right, I understand. But uh, I, I got to hear all the, uh, and this was, the ex, this was an ex-drug dealer. Mm -hmm. I have a cousin who, uh, who still isn't off of his problems and everything, that this was his dealer and everything. Well, now, because he's in a connected family in this, uh, in this local bird fucking community here in uh, Kentucky that I'm at, he, he talks about just what a profit center it is. $1,400 uh, uh, for every bed that he gets reimbursed from the state. Uh, oh, we'll get it from your insurance or your state. You don't worry about it. You come in here. We're going to talk to you a lot about Jesus. You're going you're gonna to learn what a piece of shit you are and how to turn it around if you turn it over to Jesus. But, uh, but it's a profit center and it's, and it's, and there's, there's hypocrisy. There's a lot of hypocrisy with this, with this guy who runs it, who talks, who talks a good talk. And then on the weekend, he goes and hangs out with his buddies. And as long as his wife doesn't find out he's drinking, he's okay. 
So uh, it's one of those type of situations yeah. there. But I'm pretty sure because I started to share your work. I was really feeling bad about myself being a part of all this. Mm-hmm. I uh, because it was promoting something that I don't I I don't want to be a part of promoting, but I had to pay my bills. No, but yeah. on that subconscious level, it was, hey, you know, I need to lose this. I need to get out of this. Let me, oh, this is, the, oh, what is this, weed and a puppet? Oh, I got to put this. Let me share this well, on my wall. My, my, here's Let me my, share this. Yeah, tw- here, 12 steps. Is, I'm not, here's my thing is, and I'm going to have, like, the, you know, I talk opiates, you know, and I had a problem with those, you know, and I just, there, there, are, there are ways, you know, there are ways to, like, like if you're an opiate addict, heroin addict, you know, I'm not saying meetings aren't good, but meetings alone, uh, you know, there's, there's medically assisted therapy and that's what I use. And, and, I'm t- and that's why I didn't relapse. And that's why when, you know, my injury happened in 2016, I wasn't worried about whole shit. Like you watch Kathy Griffith right now. Okay. She has lung cancer. And right now she's yep. a former pill head. And she's talking about all the pain and how she can't take open, you know, and I understand where she's at mentally. I do understand that. But in my case, and everybody's different because of medically assisted, right? You know, I rolled the dice and said, you know, yeah, I've had problems with these in the past. And that was 10 years ago and probably taking them long term. It's going it, to, it, you know what? But I know there's a way to get off this painlessly and I'm just going to, you know, you just weigh two shitty fucking options. Right. And, but you know, so I was able to go through this, but the the thing about 12 steps that I don't like is that they are not transparent. And so you have people that are going there vulnerable and and thinking that this is a regular, they don't know. And you've got some dipshit telling you don't take your antidepressants because that means you're not sober. Or you got predator, and I'm not saying it's there's good people, but it's unregulated. And good luck getting the fucking data on any success rate. Yet judges, fucking everybody will send you to fucking AA, NA, and all that. And there's you said it. Why? It's because you don't have. If you have a treatment program, you can use AA's materials without paying royalties. So you can have a million. And and here's your fucking big book. And so that thing, all that, it just hasn't evolved, and it just. Having said that, their intent's good, and, and I, you know, I do believe there is a thing of it. I mean, I, I think I'm an alcoholic. I mean, I, I don't, you know, get into this fact that I'm worthless, and you know, the only way that I'm ever going to be able to stop drinking is if I have a fucking higher power in my life. You know. Yeah. Um. I, you, you know, I don't know. I can rant all day. I just, I think, I, I just wish, I, you know, th- things need to be just more transparent. And and so people are better educated when they go in there and they tell a complete stranger, your deepest, darkest fucking secrets, you know, and I, stuff like I, that. they don't want that transparency though, because their success rate is not that great. It's, it's, it, yeah. uh, and, and every one of them like this one that I'm talking about, I don't know how noble the effort was. Uh, I don't know how noble the effort, because this is also, this is also a pastor at his church. This person who, right who has all these hypocrisies in his life. And uh, we do have, we are connected to some people that, that are part of medically assisted treatment programs who uh, we've heard them say the same things uh, you're saying. And, and it is, uh, it's personal responsibility. I have, I have issues with it and I, 
and I have an addictive personality and there's certain things, uh, uh, certain things that I just know. Oh, and I'm lucky when it comes to opiates. I'm lucky because I can't, I can't take an oxy without uh, just my stomach wanting to tear up. Right. So when I have had uh, dental work and different things, I, uh, they'll give me the prescription for it. And I usually don't even, I just take the Motrin. Right. I just, uh, well, this is the only thing that's not going to hurt my stomach. And I know I'm not going to end up having a problem because I'm, uh, as I sit here, I'm smoking a cigarette while I'm talking to you. I haven't gotten rid of this vice. I'm giving myself three more years on this. The, uh, Nick you know, but alcohol I've had, to, it's probably been, it's probably been two or three years, uh, probably a little over two years since I've had a drink, mm -hmm. but that's not because I made a decision. I know uh, I have been able to regulate how much, and I'm not getting the whiskey. Oh, steak, I don't feel like, I don't feel like pissing in a corner. Right. I don't feel like not knowing what happened the night before. So I yeah. know what to stay clear of, and I can have some beers and not have a problem. I'll know I have a problem if I'm turning back to them where I would normally use uh, uh, marijuana, you know, if I've, if I've got to go to that and that's, that's the slippery slope that I run into being in the situation I am when I run out and there isn't access to get anything. Mm -hmm. It's that, no, you, you don't need the escape. You don't need to just, well, we could get some beers. Nah, fuck it. Uh, just we'll wait. We'll wait. And yeah. I haven't, uh, that's, that's the maintenance that I have to go through, but, uh, but no, the, the 12 step, they don't give out. And from everything I read, it's because they're just not that, they're not that successful because it, it is the indoctrination and you have to, you're, you're, you have to accept something more than what the stated problem is. You have to end up buying into a lot more than just what your problem is and how you solve it in right. order to be a part of that. And if you're not willing to, to buy into that, then you are harassed. You are harassed by the people in it and everything. So, uh, it was so a fuck trip, them. man. This one group I went. <laughs> this one group I went to. Um, it was like nothing but like old, old white guys, college professors, lawyers, shit like that, right? And so the problems you'd listen to these guys bitch about that were taking them over the edge would just fucking kill me. This guy's like, man, you know. I was all set to just kind of like hang out in my backyard, man, in a pool filter, and it was on edge. And then I noticed a pump needed to be, and he was talking about his pool. He had to like clean his filter before he could fucking chill. And how this was, and I'm like thinking, this is a different fucking world. You know, it's like when you think about like what brought you to drugs. Well, I was living in the streets, that kind of thing. This guy has that fucking pool filter, man. I mean, I knew I shouldn't, I knew I should have upgraded to the fucking saltwater pool, but fuck man. And there I was, I got to call my sponsor, man. I'm stressing out. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. And then I was golfing, fucking golf. <laughs> I, I on golf, golf. I, you know what? I, I golf to me, I, I think I wasted more years of my life trying to fucking pretend I like that game than I did drink. I'm joking, but I just golf. I, I think it, maybe it was fun. I just outgrew it. Golf. It's like anything that requires you can't, I don't know. Do you, did you ever get into the golf at all, Wes? The last time I golfed, I was, uh, I was, uh, 18 or 19 mm -hmm. and it was with my future mother-in-law and in-laws. And uh, it was a horrible experience, and I never did it again. I did it uh, when I was young. 
I never had a, I never had a lot of desire. I played tennis. Uh, uh, so I would do that, but, uh, and, and basketball and things, but golf, golf never did it for me. And I lived in Florida for 12 fucking years. Instead of golf, I went out, I went out on a boat fishing. I got myself an old 73, uh, runabout. And so Mm -hmm. I was out on the water every day. Uh, I had no desire to golf. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I tried it. I tried, it's like talking about drugs, you know, I had, you know, I would play quite a bit and I just remember thinking, this is not really fun, you know, but I keep, <laughs> but I mean, and, but everybody else was loving it. And I go, I keep coming out here playing this game and I, it's, I, I keep thinking, when are we going to be done so I can go do something I really want to do? That was always my feeling playing golf is when is this going to be done so I can go, you, you know, it, it was weird because I recognize I, there's a lot of cool things about, it. I recognize it's probably fun, but I just could never quite get to that point and it's too bad because i you know it'd be nice to be i don't, I don't know bowling golf one of those one of those social sports that you can do with other people it would be nice to be into that you know but i, I couldn't golf now with my back anyway you know but maybe i, I think could. that's the key to it i yeah. think that's what it's all about is the because uh, uh, i thought bowling at the same time because it's a it's a social with your friends, not necessarily a, a spouse uh, where you get away and no one thinks you're up to up to anything bad. Uh, it's the more respectable than the bowling. Uh, blue collar, you're going to go bowling. More white collar, you're going to head to the head to the links. But you're going to do the same thing. Have some drinks with your friends. Uh, and uh, crazy, crazy lady says she does tarot card and is considered a light worker. We don't use 80% of our brains. That's true. That's true, man. That's true. You know, on bowling, they have uh, here in town, uh, my brother, I drove by, my brother goes, that's an old school bowling alley, like with the bar in it and shit. You know? Yeah. I remember like back east, man. I, I mean, the bowling alleys, they would be like on front, they'd have a bar. Some of these would even have dance floors in the bowling alley bar, man. I mean, that was the fucking, I mean, you know, kind of giving you a glimpse, but you know, that was the vibe, dude. You know, I don't bowl. Well, I did, but I mean, it was always like drunk bowling and we try to figure out how, how we could destroy the place. Like how far you can toss the ball in the air, you know, shit like that. (laughs) You know, that was my bowling finesse. I'm going to throw this ball as hard as I can, as far as I can down this, get me the heaviest ball with the most kinetic energy that I can get into that thing and, and just let it go. Uh, uh, bowling, I did the same thing for a time during my twenties and uh, I, the same experience with, uh, bowling, the bar that was attached, that's where people would go. Uh, I, I actually still have a Stein, a beer Stein from the, the shooters, uh, beer club. I, I belong to the beer club where you would get an international, they had a hundred something different beers and, uh, at the bowling alley bar that had a stage that would have karaoke. There would be dancing. There's a whole area with, uh, uh, darts. Now I got into darts. I got into, I got into playing darts and cricket. Right. That, that was my drinking activity because I didn't have to walk around, uh, uh, anywhere or actually exert myself at all. I mm-hmm. could, I could just throw a little dart across uh 10 foot or 14 foot and have some fun. But yeah, I've, I've had a lot of those bowling alley bar experiences. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, that was, but yeah, they got an old school one here. I, it, it's weird, dude, because, uh, 
you know, when you're young, at least when I was younger, a lot of the social activities is geared around partying. At least it was with me, you know, and, and now, you know, there's, you know, what are the social activities? It's mostly a zoom meeting. Um, what, I mean, what, you, you know, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Cause it, I think maybe that was the attraction with golf is like, you're with other people, but I, like I said, it was in, but bowling, maybe bowling's going to make a resurgence. I thought when King okay. came out, it would, you know, I don't know if you remember that movie, uh, with Bill Murray and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. Loved that movie. <laughs> Loved Bill Murray was well, everybody in that movie was hilarious. Eddie, Eddie everybody in that movie. He's doing a lot of work that with was... help, helping unwed mothers get their start, man. <laughs> Gee golly, Eddie. That's right, kids. It's it's Eddie McCracken. I fucking Bill Murray's the greatest, man. But that best, commercial best scene in that movie. Best scene in that movie, though. The the landlord. The oh, landlord dude. that he had that. Oh, oh, that was the that was the I'm I can't stop laughing, uh, just screaming. Oh, don't be such a pussy! It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is about good sex that just makes me shit. And he's puking. <laughs> he's puking over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, what was it? Was Mumford? What was his fucking name? Uh, God damn it! Ah, fuck it! I'm gonna have to watch that movie. Uh, Kingpin's a great. I'm sure people. Have seen Munson. That. Munson. Munson. Was don't it get a, yeah. Don't uh, get Munson. That was the. Don't get. Don't Munson. get Munson. Yeah, that. Means <laughs> that was this. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. What a great fucking flick, man. Okay. So we are, we're coming into the last 15 minutes. So it's almost time for trike riding and all that shit. So you're just, you're just going to be off kind of like doing home stuff today. It sounds like. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, the connecting bolts between the tank and the bowl, uh, rusted through. And so uh, uh, I've got to replace those, but I know that I've got an issue with my wax ring. So it's basically a remove a toilet, uh, replace all the gasket stuff, put that back in. And I, I don't, I can do it. I don't, I mean, I worked on a missile launcher. That's why I, I hate being the guy that has to do it. Uh, but I, I can't claim that I can't do it. No, so no. I, I have to, I have to end up doing those sort of things. Uh, I want It's to- not going to be fun. I'm hoping that, that it doesn't go too bad. And then I'm going to do filming. I'm going to get the kids out and I'm going to start to take the footage and everything to get to, to, cause I got the shot list made up. I got all that stuff for our horror movie. So I'm, I'm concentrating on that. Uh, and, and some other cartoon things, you know, I, I, I this week, this week we're going to take it easy with what we're doing and concentrate on Saturday yeah. and then hopefully have a couple things ready for next week to make next week. We're, we're starting to get a process. We're starting to get, uh, we're starting to get a better process. Uh, the shows are looking a little more professional uh, with the, with the graphics that we're putting in. And so I'm trying to make them, make them a little, a little better there. And, uh, and, and it's our shit show. So if I take, if I take a week off, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with doing that. And that's, that's, so if I wait until Saturday, we may stream at some point in time, but it won't be anything planned before then. Saturday's going to be the big one. Saturday, 11 p.m. Eastern time, 8 Pacific, figure out where you're at. Uh, Horror Night, Art of Floundering Podcast, Stream Surf with Wes and Jess, and Weed Cartoon. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be the big thing this week. Well, I'm debating, 
you know, I, I love doing the morning show and I love doing content, but I need to do live puppet shows, you know, and I don't know what day to start doing that on. And, and normally, to be honest with you, it's doing the live puppet shows is like when it, when it, when it hits, you know, it's not something you could fucking schedule, but I kind of want to just go nuts. So I, I don't know what a good day and time is to do that. You, you know what I mean? And I don't, not analytically, but I, it's so weird being in this mountain time because of the, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm adjusting to it because, you know, when I started a time that works for me, a lot of people that would watch this will be way past asleep. And you, you know what I mean? So if I'm going to go, so I don't know yet. I, um, let's see something here. So it's basically, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I'd love to fuck. I got to work on content, but I, I, I want to get some, like I was telling you, I want to start getting some local footage for this morning show, you know? So when we <clears> stream, I, so I'm going to get some of that. Cause like next week I want us to be able to stream on the, I, I'm, I'm 50, 50 on that West, to be honest with you. Cause it's like, it's nice just focusing on one medium and not having to fucking worry about balancing the two, but there's so much cool video content that I want to incorporate. So I, I think stream, I don't know yet, maybe streaming where our faces aren't on. You know, they can hear because it's really a radio thing. I don't know yet. I'm still, right. you know, but there's so many outside shots and I want to incorporate the video. The, the, the problem that I noticed, though, is it, I'm sorry, guys, for tech, but I'd be curious on the feedback that. If, if without the echo, how it's sounding, I'm, I'm going to I got to go back through and listen to like when I play videos because it's. You know, fucking, I got the games cranked, but man, when it just makes it through some of this stuff, it's like, come on, you can barely hear it. So I imagine it sounds like a whisper by the time it's getting over the fucking pod beam. You know what I mean? I need a pod beam that's, fucking amplifier. You know, that's that's the thing. I I don't. Uh, pod beam's gotta gotta correct some of their interface things uh, to make it a little bit better. And I I don't know. Uh, if you and I, I guess I wouldn't worry about the, the visuals on this. I mean, uh, I'll do whatever, but, uh, I wouldn't worry about yeah, it. I like it like this. I don't know that as many people show up, uh, yeah. show up for the visuals as no. they do, uh, for the audio and the, you and I just wing this shit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how much we'd want to plan then if we're doing the other and if yeah, something's only right. visual, does it work with audio? I mean, I, yeah. You lead, I'll follow. You're uh, right. I, I, I like it like this. I like waking up and just doing this because it's we can talk about whatever. It's not I like it's not planned, and we can go tech out and worry about fucking production value and all that shit later. But I did. I now um, I am going to record a bunch of fucking the, the backtrack on the amazing slacker seven. Way different, uh, you know. Uh, just it's a lot of stuff with me. Just on the it's weird because. Um, I'm learning, but you, you don't play songs for backtrack. It's more mood. So I'm just going to be, there's going to be, there's going to be some changes. Um, I still want original music and, but that'll be more toward the musical numbers, songs with yeah. lyrics and stuff like that. Will be, and so I'm working through that to make them more pleasant to sit through and stuff like that. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing that, to seeing some musical pieces being performed by the puppets. I, I am looking forward to that. Cause I, I imagine it. And I, uh, so, so that ought to be neat. And I'd love to, at some point in time, I'd love to, I've got that one cover, get my rocks off the, yeah. the Dr. Hook cover that I see Chad. Uh, and just, I need, I need him doing the lines, uh, head on. 
and then profile. And okay, uh, okay, I'll do that. And today. we just need we need Marcy and some of the girls doing a dance. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I'm just going to collage. Uh, but don't do it today. We got our horror film. But uh, we'll see. Uh, well, when I get set up, Saturday there's and- there's there's things I can do. But I, I tell you what, man. Um, I I think Radio Parlesque is on here. Let me see if he's. I'm. I don't want to release. Uh, uh, I'm trying to create some kind of fucking excitement, but I'm, I I uh, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust the time on the premiere. But I want to. I I don't know if I'm streaming tonight. So, um, but it it's. I got it set for eight. It's gonna. I'm gonna set it for fucking two hours. Or I, we'll see what you're doing because, like I said, if you decide at the last minute to stream. You know, I'll have that and some other little things. It could just be so. I'm just kind of sitting because you never know, you know. So it's going to show tonight. We just don't know exactly how yet. And then there will be new kind because what I like I said most of the times all the new content is just going to be shown on a Saturday. That's when you could see it the first time. You you know what I mean? Okay. These are just little bits. I'm trying to kind of you you know you know what I mean. I'm trying to do a better job at at smaller little bits for people they can just watch it in a minute and yeah i don't know market i had a guy i believe it i don't some guy to, i had somebody reach out to me about submitting this stuff to it we'll talk on tomorrow let's talk about adult swim if you don't mind because uh so, do you know okay because uh i you know i had somebody reach out to me uh, from them about them I, I and you know me wes i'm not doing this for adult swim but let's talk about that because it might be interesting to other people because look, this is, if you've got something you want to do, it's really easy to do this, man. I do a cutout and just sit there with a mic and just bop, bop, bop. You, you, you know, I mean, I have a story then for tomorrow, uh, yeah. how I, uh, I did some guerrilla marketing moves to get in front of the people at adult swim because I don't have representation. And uh, the person who's in charge there, Kim Manning, is the is her name. She was the assistant to uh, Mike Lazo, who stepped down as president of Adult Swim. Uh, she was his assistant back at the time that I did this, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I I believe I she was pregnant at the time, and I made a cartoon of her pregnant, pitching our show and telling her it was the right thing to do to purchase our show, and she freaked out about it. And uh, I got to speak to a number of people that make sh- uh, programs there. Ned Hastings, one of the editors on Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squidbillies. Uh, uh, the Demo, Dino, who did Moral Oral uh, and some other programs. I got to speak with them. They loved my work, but they were forbidden from talking to me because Kim was so angry. They made a revenge cartoon. Uh, with nothing but inside jokes aimed just at me wow. uh, of a program that had ended. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll wait for till tomorrow yeah, to relay that. There's, uh, yeah, it's, this, uh, but, but they, they hate me. Here, uh, as long as Kim Manning is alive, I'm dead to them. I'm sure. <laughs> in addition to all the other, whatever else will come up, I, what I think would be interesting tomorrow, cause we're heading into the weekend is that, I'd like to talk about, uh, uh, we'll see what I feel like, but I talk about some of the projects I'm working on that are, some of them are serious and some of them are not, you know, but, but at that adult swim would be very interesting, man. It would be very, just only because I've heard a lot of, there's a lot of people that have been, not a lot, but for me, people 
And I, it's nothing. I don't know anything about it. I'm not doing this because I want to be on Adult Swim or any of this nonsense. But there might be others that are because it seems like there's a lot You're of people out there fit. interested in this. So if you have some knowledge, it might be some fun to talk about because um, all my knowledge is like, what, huh? What's this? You know, because I've been away. I mean, like, what what world are we in? Uh, is this Earth or Jupiter? Did we land on that moon yet? You, you know, you were you were stuck in that suburban dream. You were uh, uh, pre-accident. You were stuck. Uh, you were stuck elsewhere, and was, so you yeah. didn't see the change that happened in the early two thousands. Uh, where once once you see the programming, once you get uh, you see it, you'll be like, "Oh, this is where I belong. This is where I fit in. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, uh, this is right, right up my fucking alley." Your your programming would be perfect, perfect for Adult Swim. There, and it's huge ratings. It's the biggest ratings of uh, twenty four to uh, to forty eight. I think it was uh, males. It outdid NFL. Uh, guys want to see adult cartoons. They want to see uh, and and women too. I I shouldn't have sounded misogynistic there, but just based on that rating and how how it just took off, they had to separate it from. There's a, there's a, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, we can definitely be talking yeah, about that tomorrow. That'll be, because, uh, you know, maybe we could see because, you know, yeah, that would be an interesting conversation. All right. We've got like, we're almost got time to say goodbye. Thank you, everybody. The only crazy lady, Radio Parlest, still hanging. Thank you guys so much, man. This is Wes from Stream Surf with Wes and Jess. We enjoy everyday TV, also oral office. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And Will Dick from the Art of Flounder podcast. We will see you tomorrow morning. Let's see something here. Peace and love. Thank you guys very much. We'll talk later. Bye bye.